But this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Welcome to another episode of Love War Challenges. I am MTV Malik and I'm joined by Vero, Becky, and MTV Bananas, aka Bananas Defender. This week, Paulie and Carver scratches the name of the Christmas card list, Zach puts his foot in his mouth, and Wes puts a foot in his ass, and if a bear shits in the wood, is Devon there to wipe it? How was your guys' week this week? I'm doing great, man. It was good. Chilling, chilling, chilling. You guys do anything exciting? I got a new job. I just destroyed Twitter by ending everyone during Twitter fights. Oh, yeah. Doing what you do best, I guess. Yep. Well, I just took some time off work. I ain't really do shit. All right. So Sarah got into a fight. Guys, we're supposed to be doing our best to um to to spread positivity and get into less well, fights. Well, she's I, I I told her to shut up, and then I told her to take it to DMs. I really, I did work, okay? I did the Lord's work. Exactly. We gotta pull out Kendall Shepard and just start ending fights and shit. But Kendall got blocked by Kara, so do we really want to be like Kendall? I know that's so Wait. sad. Kendall is so awesome. When that came up, uh, Kendall put that she thought that like Carver was throwing a block party. That's exactly what I thought it was, because you know when I hear block party, I'm, I'm thinking barbecue, kids playing basketball <laughs> and stuff. So I was like, I oh my god, me too. And then a whole bunch of people hopped in my DMs and just like, no, we just talked to Cora. It's all good. Don't worry about it. I was just like, no, 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 no. I know I'm good. I just thought it was an actual block party. I was mad disappointed. <laughs> Where was my invite, Cara, to the block party? I, I wanted the barbecue. Yo, Montana is only a 24-hour drive away, so I would have made it. <laughs> Lord knows I had the time. All right. Before we get into this week's headlines, we received a special message from two-time challenge champion Derek Kay. Yo! What's up, MTV Malik? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. I just wanted to say uh, congratulations on your new challenge-based podcast, Love War Challenges. Um, yeah, I just want to say, you know, the best advice I could give you is, like, you guys are already doing it. I mean, I don't have to tell you this, but um, you guys are already following your hearts, following what you like to do. You know, the best advice I could say give is, you know, find something you like to do and do it. It already sounds like you're doing it. But, you know, the other thing, the other part of it is, you know, if you guys can take it easy on the cast members every now and then, you know, that's uh, that'd be very appreciated because um, I think this is all a very overwhelming experience for for most of us. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm hearing that, you know, me and Scott were somewhat of an inspiration to you guys. And, you know, that, that means a lot, you know, to me and Scott. And, um, you know, and, and we're, we're wishing you guys all the best over there. Um, I hope, uh, you guys just, you know, keep running with it, stay motivated, stay inspired and, uh, follow your hearts, follow your dreams. Um, I see you out there. I've seen you out there for years, Malik. And, uh, thank you for, you know, watching our show and, um, 
and, uh, and being a, a part of the community, a positive part of the community. Um, all the best to you guys over that, at, there at Love War Challenges at LWC Podcast on Twitter. This is Derek, over and out. Best wishes, my friend. All the best to you guys. Love War Challenges. Peace and Love War Challenges. No? Maybe? I don't know. Uh, nice uh, kind of chatting with you guys. Hey, have a great weekend. See you. See you on Twitter. See you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use so many of those fucking cuts <laughs> throughout the rest of our season. Oh, oh man. Yo, such a great message from uh, such a wonderful guy. Uh, what did you guys take from Derek's message? Vero, let's hear it. I liked it. You know, I think it's nice that he's giving us a shout out and uh, giving us the support. Becky, what did you take from it? You know, I really took from him, uh, you know, that sometimes we can be a little bit harsh and maybe criticize these cast members. And maybe we need to take it a little bit easier on them and try and see it from their perspective. So I get it. Bananas, how do you feel about this? I liked it. I'm a big fan of Derek. So just hearing him give us a shout out, I really appreciate it. He's a funny guy. And uh, hopefully we can have him on here one day. I'll be a really big dream of mine. Facts. I absolutely love that message from Derek. He's always been a stand-up guy. Uh, him and Scott has been a, a very big reason of why we even do this. You know, those guys are definitely the OGs of this. I really took it to heart. You know, I've been making sure that when I go out to Twitter and uh, when I'm out there on social media, I'm always trying to represent the challenge right and try to spread a lot more positivity. Actually, because of that, I don't even bash cast members anymore. And I don't get into Twitter fights anymore because it's mostly useless. I why, why are you lying? <laughs> well, because I come in to defend you, doesn't mean I'm going around looking for fights. Why you always lying? <laughs> but I definitely try to spread more love, and I definitely try to take it easy on the cast. I think it was a wonderful message. I think we could all learn from it. Big shout out to Derek K, Scott Yeager, all those guys over there. You guys are doing a bang up job. Uh, we appreciate you for all that you do. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this week's headlines. After last week's killing floor, we're going to enter the house and we find Polly comforting Kara and planning to take out their enemies, which looks to be like Kyle and Zach, and now Gus has entered into the picture. Turbo and Nani, team goals. And we also see that Turbo and Nani, once again, are team goals. Facts. I mean, yo, how can you not love Turbo at this point? You would have to be crazy not to love Turbo. You got to be crazy. If you don't love Turbo, you don't love yourself. I love Turbo. Moving on to the daily challenge. The challenges are playing tired out, which predictably spawned countless tired puns from the cast. Point of this challenge is rolling different sized tires up a dune to match a memorized color key, all while they're chained together. And they got to do this 14 times. Now, Bear makes a sex joke about tying up Devon, which didn't really go over well. I mean, that was a little tasteless. But oh, I, I, so, Malik, you're not horny? <laughs> God, it was such a bad joke, too. Why didn't they just cut it? It's because of Davon's reaction to it that they didn't cut it. Because her reaction like, was priceless. I feel like it wasn't even that funny. Like, it wasn't even worth it. This challenge is definitely labor-intensive. You gotta run back and forth in the hot sun. Uh, this is definitely gonna be something based on endurance. Carmen and Theo makes a goof. It causes them two more extra turns. Hunter starts to gas out, and Georgia begins to doubt his effort. Uh, Baron Day starts arguing, and Hunter has another issue with his shoes. Well, if Ashley helped him find his shoes last season, maybe he wouldn't have this problem. Thank you. <laughs> I, I quit. Thanks, guys. 
It's not our fault that you are terrible <laughs> at jokes. <laughs> not to mention a terrible person. But back oh. to this. <laughs> but back to this daily challenge. It was definitely labor intensive. Some of the things that stuck out that Hunter threw a fit. He went and throwing his tire before he had to get his uh, head back into the game. Bear definitely threw the biggest fit of all. He actually, because he felt like Davon wasn't putting up enough effort, he goes and unchains himself and quits on her. Davon, showing what a boss she is, actually goes and tries to finish out the challenge by herself, which really won over the cast. And uh, I think it brought over a lot of a lot of people to her side. It really, it really earned her a lot of respect. And Bear quitting is always going to bring TJ's ire. And TJ yells, he's fucking pathetic. Natalie and Paulie dominated the daily. Nani and Turbo came in second. And Carver and Turbo climbed back into third place, which really shows the effort of everybody else because they were legitimately behind by, by a big attempt. So let me ask you a question. What were some of your favorite moments from the daily? I love seeing the interaction between the teams and seeing how their chemistry came together, you know, watching like D and Wes work together and even seeing that a lot of times the females were carrying the males. Mm. And after all these years of being like, Oh, it's because you got carried by a strong guy. And I am so excited to see that these females are tough and they're really stepping up to the plate and being like, you know what? I got it. You know, you saw Nani doing it. You saw, you know, um, D doing it, Car doing it. They all, they all carried their weight. And that was amazing. Yo, that's a fact. The girls was out there kicking ass. Vero, what do you think? So I liked how Davon continued to try to complete the daily challenge alone. Um, I was pretty disappointed with Bear, and he should have been more supportive to her, even though she had to slow down, you know. That's part of a partnership is matching each other. I liked it. I liked how uh, TJ just ripped Bear apart. You know, when, he, when TJ calls you by your full name, that's when you know you fucked up. Yeah, most def. That definitely was another great challenge. Now, moving on to the nominations. This is the first tribunal we ever had with Carver and Paulie both in it, and they are both focused on their enemies. Carver automatically picks Zach, and Paulie picks Gus and Jenna, trying to take down Kyle's support system. Nani and Turbo go after Bear because Turbo is just completely disgusted by his behavior today. Theo is starting to feel the heat because his UK allies are starting to be taken out. And Amanda is letting things play out under the radar because as long as Carver and Zach are beefing, they're not going after her which I think is definitely a, a great move. Uh, for once, she's going to be able to lay low for the hot five seconds. I mean... She needs to take advantage of the opportunity. <laughs> As we head into the tribunal, Jenna and Gus go in there. Jenna doesn't want the tribunal to vote in Zach because, you know, they're a couple and they want to stay as long as they can. And it was Jenna claims that they're both playing two different games, so who knows if she's telling the truth or not because she's going to say whatever she can to make sure... They're both in the game the longest, and she had the best approach in the tribunal. So when it comes to Zach and Zahida, they obviously came in very arrogant. They probably already assumed that the number was going to get called. So Zahida alerts the tribunal that there would be no begging, even though if you're going to do some begging, this would probably be the time to do some begging. Uh, Zach just tries to make a quick exit. He just wants to get out of there, but Carver lets him know that she's not done with him. Carver calls out Zach for shitting on her to her ex-cop. And Zach tried to claim that it wasn't about Kara, but Kara stands her ground. They go back and forth, but she makes it known exactly how she feels about him and that she wants him sent home. And she let him know that, you know, Zach makes his girlfriend cry every night. And Zach just responds back that she's looking silly. Out of the Kara and Zach situation, who do you think won? Kara. 
Why? She just made some valid points. To, and, you know, just the fact that he's sitting there and he has, like, that smirk on his face. Like, oh, you look silly. Like, you just knew he had nothing else to say. And I will say that she did bring up some valid points because Nani was standing right there and didn't once intervene. And that's her best friend's boyfriend, you know? I mean, I agree. Uh, Kara definitely won that exchange. She really made him look... She made him look like an arrogant prick uh, because he wasn't really responding to what she was saying. She was just basically saying that you turned your back on me. And he was like, it's not about you. And she's like, well, yes, it is about me because I'm about to vote you in because of it. So I believe Cara definitely won that exchange. Uh, She stood her ground. She made very valid points, was very clear about what she said. She definitely let Zach know that she was in charge. She told him how she felt. And really, Zach had nothing for her. He just played arrogant, talked his shit, and in the long run, he looked dumb, he looked weak, and he was going in. Easy win. Easy win. Now, moving on to Day and Bear. As soon as they come into the nomination, Ninja digs into Bear instantly about his sportsmanship. Just like Turbo, she was also very offended by uh, some of the things he was saying. Bear says Ninja would lose (laughs) if Paulie wasn't her partner. Like... Your police are shit and all, but come on, fam. Day's frustration is, is paramount at this point. She can barely stand standing next to him, but she holds him down anyway. During this exchange, Bear accuses Nani of flirting with him. And he's just being arrogant and annoying, and Day tries to calm him down to no avail. The ladies begin to take notice that he only listens to the men and talks over the woman. And, you know, Carver calls him out for it. Nani agrees. And they're really getting tired of his shit. Bear decides that this is a good time to do the world's worst cartwell and makes a speedy exit. The moment that followed was something that I really liked. Um, you know, the woman let Davon know that the reason why she's on the chopping block is because of Bear's action and they all respect her as a competitor and a mother. And she makes, you know, a, a real good heartfelt plea. And she asked for Bear's actions to be excused. I thought it was a real sweet moment, and she definitely moved the crowd. Definitely one of my favorite moments. Uh, What were some of your likes and dislikes from today's nomination overall? I liked how the tribunal handled themselves. Because usually, you know, as like last week, you have Paulie stepping down trying to fight Kyle. This week, they all stood their ground. They all made their points. Like They they knew they were in charge, and they made sure each person um, had to say their grace. They made sure they were kissing up or they were going in. I did enjoy everybody kind of standing their ground. I did enjoy also that Jenna separated herself from Zach. Because she Mm. said, we're playing two different kinds of games right now. So please, you could tell she's like, do not come after me because you're mad at him. Because we are on two different playing fields right now. I definitely definitely like that they respected Davon through the whole thing. Just because her partner's completely fucking her over, like, bad. And I originally thought this team was kind of like a lay-low kind of team, so I was certainly surprised to see them get some spotlight in a negative way. So after the nominations, everybody sees who got voted in. Zach didn't take it too well. Zach goes on a pretty infamous rant. And uh, here goes the main headlines from that. He says about Carver Maria... She's only winning because she's with an Olympian. Claims he had her back for years. Jenna co-signs. He says that Carver is fake as her hair, worthless as a human being, pathetic loser, and has no life. Amanda co-signs. Shocking. 
He says, Polly is fucking her for followers, and she pictures Kyle while they're intimate. Gus and Kyle co-signs. Now, Zach's rant goes ahead and earns applause from Kyle and Zahida. Now, let me ask a pretty stupid question. Uh, do you guys think that Zach's comments was out of line? Is Fuck that yes. even a question? <laughs> Zach's uh, comments was, um, you know, some people didn't like Zach's comment. Let's talk about it. Uh, Becky, why don't you take this one? I mean, I think I made it really well known, my feelings towards Zach. Uh, I think he was ranting. I think he, I think he's been waiting to kind of, to ditch her almost in a way ever since she beat him in vendettas. So I think he definitely already is very, he's a competitive guy. He doesn't like being beat by females. In my opinion, uh, I think it was rude out of line and he really shouldn't be talking about someone with fake hair when she, he hangs out with Kyle. I just don't like Zach this season. Like he's just doing the most and being such a dick. He's just going way too far. He's just, honestly, what it sounds like is him being jealous. He's mad that Kyle beat him in the final. He's mad he doesn't really have any friends in this game besides Kyle. And that's pretty much it. I mean, he had bananas and he screws him over. So who exactly has known? And he's just trying to get, I guess, Amanda because they have a common hatred in Kara. I don't know what the fuck he's doing, but whatever it is, he's just being plain stupid. I agree. I think this whole season has been kind of a disaster for Zach. He apparently mistakenly betrayed Bananas. He already has a demeanor that he doesn't really want to be there. He's ruining friendships that lasted for a long time. This whole season has been a disaster. And I think that frustration definitely came to a uh, it came to a head after he was voted into elimination again. And you know, I think he just really made a bonehead move. Um, I don't think he meant a lot of the things he said. But he still said it, and unfortunately, he has to be held accountable for the things that he said. Zach wasn't the only one who threw a bitch fit that night. Bear, who everyone knows is my favorite cast member, made it known that he was also salty about going into nominations. He didn't want to be nominated, and Kyle was looking out for his buddy Zach. So Kyle tells Bear to go to serve the, pro- the poker game. And, and while doing that, Kyle was just trying to save his friend Zach just because... He values the VET alliance more than the UK alliance. And that's when we really start to see how strong the UK alliance really is. So Bear just runs up the stairs, throws himself onto the table, his beer flying, poker game disrupted, and then he accuses Cam of tripping him. Like, come on, everyone saw you jump right into the game. And then everyone in the house goes after him. Ninja Natalie throws a few good words at him, shuts him up, and... So let me ask y'all. Do you think Bear's behavior is a reaction to his performance, or did he just need camera time? I think that's just a reaction to his performance. I mean, I don't see that just being for camera time, because, like, a lot of people played a factor into it, so it's not like he did it just for himself, because, like, he had Kyle in his mouth. Apparently, Zahida was there, too. They're all, like, just trying to tell him what to do, and he just did what he was kind of told, pretty much. And just by looking at the guy, based on his comments in the past, he looks like he looks like a guy who would do shit like that. And I'm not shocked at all. I just think he needed attention. I don't really think it was camera time. Um, we haven't really seen him mixed up much lately. So I think that he just kind of found the opportunity to 
get some people's attention and took it. Well, for what I've heard, he, this is how he was on Big Brother too. Uh, the celebrity Big Brother. He was loud. He was obnoxious. He was in everybody's faces. And he did it on purpose. It was part of his strategy. I think that he is doing this purposely. I think he is trying to... I don't know if he's just trying to, like... I would think that he would know that this would piss people off to the point where they might vote you in. Maybe he thinks it might be, like, intimidating or he's trying to be a jokester. I'm not exactly sure what he's trying to do because it's not working. It's just looking more and more like a tool bag. Yeah, I definitely feel you. Um, I was surprised by Cal. I didn't think he... uh... I didn't think he had the mindset or the uh, intelligence to pull a uh, a game move like that, which was really really good to keep his uh, alliance straight. I think I think you made a definitely good point before about how he values his vet alliance over his UK alliance. Uh, speaking of Kyle, but Bear Bear's a seasoned reality TV star. He knows he has to shake things up if he's going to get you know some part of the episode carved out for himself. So I think that definitely played a role. Uh, I do think he is definitely frustrated. Uh, he lashed out at Davon. He questioned her effort, for which I don't think anybody could question her effort as she carried on without him. Let me ask you a question. Do you guys think Davon is holding Bear back, or is it the other way around? Because so far, Bear and Davon hasn't won any dailies. They've avoided the eliminations up until this point, but they haven't really won anything. They haven't even had a great showing so far. Is she holding them back, or is it the other way around? I don't think that they're holding each other back. I just think that they haven't figured out how to work together yet. I think Bear's the weakest link on the team. Just look at it. He hasn't performed well in the challenges, and he's causing drama around the house. He's the reason why Davon and Bear got called into the nominations, because without Bear being an asshole that whole night, I doubt they get called. You might see Amanda and Josh's name in there instead of them. I agree. I think that Davon is clearly in the game she's very level-headed and i think that she is doing her best to try and kind of keep him centered but it's clearly not working and i feel terrible for her so moving on to the killing floor we got another thrilling event in place as soon as we get to the killing floor tj is going to need everybody's vote Kara instantly calls out zach says that he's fake and threatened by her Paulie's relationship. <laughs> I'm sorry, that, was, that was that, funny to say. That didn't age well. Did not age well at all. Yeah. Right. All right. So she calls Zach out for his misogyny, and Jenna. Uh, Jenna steps up to defend him. Uh, go Jenna. Yeah, go Jenna. Good job. And Carver is disappointed in him and throws Zach in. Theo goes with Gus. Nani goes with Baron Day. Turbo goes with Baron Day. And, of course, Day has to use all of her energy just to shut him up again. <laughs> Paulie goes for Zach and Zahida. And while this is going on, Bear is apologizing in his confessional. Probably should have did that on the killing floor, but it didn't really matter anyway. Ninja, in a great and smart move, decide to throw in Zach. Probably recognizing that Zach is going to be a bigger physical threat over Bear and Davon. So, as we get down to the killing floor... Zach and Zahida goes in. So Zach and Zahida go ahead and head in. After much back and forth, and she not wanting to vote in her alliance, him not wanting to vote in his, and also the fact that, for some reason, he wants to back up Amanda now all of a sudden, they decide that they're going to go ahead and call out Wes. That, hold on a second. That is one of the most insane moves. I would never understand that. 
of all people you want to call out. You want to call out Wes. First off, you already helped the guy out by throwing him a ball. If anything, he's more inclined to help you in the long run because trust me, there's plenty of room on his side. I mean, that is just crazy. Fucking Wes. Wes, who is 13 and 6 in eliminations, four finals, two championships, two champs versus stars finals, 14 dailies, quarter millions in prize money and charity money raised. He has defeated Danny, Evelyn, Shane, Derek K, Kohada, Ty, Leroy, Kara, Kellyanne, Jordan, Devin, and Bananas. The record for the most elimination appearances with 19. A record of 13 wins. The record for the most wins in the season at 5 alongside Casey and Sarah Grayson. And the record for the longest winning streak at 8. He's at his prime and he's in the best shape and he's running a masterpiece of a political game. You want smoke with America's favorite ginger? Bad move, Ombre. I would never understand that shit. Wow, you're changing to West Defender, man. You a fan. <laughs> Yo, I fucks with West. I fucks with West. He is killing it this season. You're big mad. He's not, not doing mad, anything. But, but who would pick West? But Why? West hasn't done anything this season. Uh, well, Amanda and Josh are still there. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that him calling out West was a, was a good idea. I'm just saying West hasn't done really much this season. He hasn't done much? He got out Johnny Bananas in the first three episodes. That was all him. No, it was a bull. No, that was all Zach. Not even that though, because they didn't even make it past that round because of Morgan lost her ball. They were out. So I think that no matter what, Johnny Bananas would have been a target at that point either way. It just kind of put the nail in the coffin getting West the ball. Listen, right now we are dealing with peak ginger. We haven't seen this kind of shit since like Rivals 2. He is killing it right now. Gotta give respect where respect is due, man. You don't want it's it's going against someone who has an elimination record like him. It's like a girl wanting to go against Kara. They are almost unbeatable in eliminations. I, I mean, honestly, there are so many other people to pick. So many other people that have the potential. And I get where Zakita was at because she didn't want to throw in her people. But they should have, at this point, they need to start splitting off. Facts, B. Dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> so the elimination was called Lights Out, which was basically Tetris while in the dark. <laughs> so it's a mad dash for them to turn the lights on. And of course, TJ was having a ball shutting the lights off. So yeah, he was just... enjoying himself. <laughs> oh, he, he loved it. He was laughing every time. The joy yes. in his face was the best portion of it. So <laughs> you see them back and forth running. You see D, you know, and Zahida putting in as, as much effort as you know, Zach and Wes, and honestly, I think that D won it for them, and they got it done. Absolutely, uh, Zach definitely fell, not from a lack of effort. I mean, we hear all this talk about how he didn't want to be there, but it did look like he was trying hard, and D definitely put it away for them. It was great. It looked like it was uh, very close, and you know, they just couldn't get it done. All right, so now it's time for our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP brought to you by our friends over at the Pinstripe Empire. Visit them at pinstripeempireny.com and on Twitter at Pinstripe Empire for all your New York Yankees and baseball needs. Go Yanks! Fuck the Yankees, man. Okay, Becky, 
Who do you have for your Pinstripe Empire episode MVP? I have to go with Pauly because he kicked it up into high gear. He's keeping his team in first place. Him and Ninja are vibing. You can tell that they have great team chemistry. And I got to give it to him uh, for staying strong and staying in in the top place, especially knowing that if he fell even a little bit, he'd be in so much trouble. And the female MVP, I am going to go ahead and give that to Davon. I love the fact that she, I'm glad that she continued the daily, even though her partner quit on her. I love the fact that she stepped up and was making sure that everybody knew that they, that Bear is not a reflection of her and that she has nothing but respect for people. Uh, so I got to give it to Dave on. I think she did an excellent job. All right. So bananas, who is your pinstripe empire episode MVP for today? I'm going to have to go for the males. I'm going to have to go with turbo just because I feel like he held himself perfectly this episode, you know, just between him talking to Nani, his commentaries, he was like legit, the perfect person, like, in general and having someone like really that great on the challenge shows a lot and hopefully more of the guys can take notice like, like that and for the females i'm gonna change it up this week i know i picked ninja for the last two weeks i was very tempted to pick her again but i'm gonna go with kara because i feel like she killed the competition she kara held herself perfectly against both Zach and Bear in the nominations. So she shut them up. She told them who was the boss. And she did what she had to do. And the person who she wanted to go home went home. That's why I'm going to give my Pinstripe Empire episode MVP to Kara. All right. I think that's definitely a great choice. Um, so for me, um, I think Devon had an excellent episode. She earned a lot of respect. She did a great job. Showed a lot of heart today. Showed She exhibited so much heart today. Um, but I'm going to have to give it to Kara. Kara got into the tribunal. She X'd out one of her enemies. She stood her ground and pretty much she dismissed Kyle. Kyle bothered her and she got him to fuck up out of the house. And that's not always easy. So I'm definitely going to go with Kara in this one. All right. And so for the fellas, um, I really like what Wes was able to do today, but he got thrown into elimination and didn't see it coming. So I'm going to have to go and give it to Paulie one more time. Paulie once again got himself into a tribunal. He pretty much, dom- him and Ninja Natalie dominated that challenge today. He X'd out one of his enemies. I mean, it seems like everything is coming up Paulie. I mean, Zach's behavior has been so divisive that Paulie's starting to come around as a good guy. A lot of the stands are turning on Kara. Well, not a lot, but I would say a certain percentage of the fans are turning on Kara. But Paulie seems to be coming out better and better with every passing day. Like I predicted from the very beginning. I'm going to have to give the episode MVP to uh, to Pauly because he's kicking ass, taking names, and he's showing that he is not to be fucked with. I think in the future, Johnny Bananas definitely does have a new rival that he's going to have to that he's going to have to um, confront at some point, and that's going to be that's going to be a great one. That wraps up our Pinstripe Empire episode MVP for today. All right, team, now it's time to move on to the Fifth Major Sports.com Power Rankings by Tyler Louder. Make sure you follow them on Twitter at the Fifth Sport and at Daily Jordan. Visit fifthmajorsport.com for all of your challenge content. Those guys update daily, and they definitely kick ass over there. All right, so let's run through this top five. At number one, we have Paula and Ninja. 
At number two, we have Nani and Turbo. At number three, we have Carl and Theo. Four, Wes and D. And five, we have Kyle and Maddie. Bananas, what do you think of this top five? I think it's a pretty solid top five. I definitely like the top four. Um, with the fifth spot, I would uh, with so many teams left, that fifth spot's always gonna be up in the air every week. Because I feel like the top four is definitely gonna go to the three teams that win it, and then the one team that wins the elimination. So that's why I like it. I gotta say that I like the top five. Well, actually, more like the top four, though. Kyle and Maddie, I believe, are strong. I don't think they should be in the fifth spot. In my mindset, that spot should probably go to Jenna and Gus. Due to the fact that they were right behind Kara and uh, Theo. And it was a neck-and-neck race to see who was going to win. And they were in third for a very long period of time. I think that they need to put Jenna higher up on this list. Uh, otherwise, I think Wes and D perfectly placed Car and Theo, Nani and Turbo, Polly and Ninja. Funny enough, in the order of which they won. Yeah, I think this is another wonderful top five by uh, fifthmajorsport.com. The only thing I would disagree with is Nani and Turbo and Car and Theo. I would switch the number two and number three spots. Even though Nani and Turbo came ahead, I do, um, and, and they definitely deserve it. I don't think Nani and Turbo have a lot of great alliances left in this game. Um, it does So far from what we've seen, Nani and Turbo haven't really reached out to a lot of other teams, which actually makes them vulnerable. But the fact that they win so much keeps them safe. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. I would actually push Carver and Theo up a little bit. They have a little bit more leeway with the alliances. Um, that's the only thing I would really change about this top five. I think it's another wonderful top five. Now, let's round out the rest of the competitors. At number six, we have Cam and Ashley. Those guys are going <clears> to <throat> have to start winning some soon enough, or they're going to be on the chopping block. Number seven, Hunter and Georgia. Number eight, Jenna and Gus. Number nine, Leroy and Shailene. Number 10, Amanda and Josh. Number 11, we have Davon and Bear. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Amanda and Josh for not being last for the first time since week one. <laughs> that's a fact those guys definitely got to win one or their time is going to be up at number 12 well Zach and Zahida but they went and got themselves eliminated at this part of the show we like to uh, go over some of the happenings on social media mainly Twitter and see what's going on with the cast members uh, Becky why don't you take over for us alright so we see Kayla coming in strong this week wanting to get into some trouble so Kayla I believe, jokingly tweeted out, oh, so now she's playing nice? Is she going to burn them afterwards? Uh, <laughs> I believe it was meant as a joke. Uh, it was uh, the company decided to clap back and state, no, she won't burn them. Uh, she likes the quality of the, of the pants. And uh, we are continuing to work with her, and she loves to work with us. Unlike other people, basically they said that unlike Kayla, she never asked them to stop working with other people. So basically that was the beginnings of the beef uh, between her and this company. And now we have multiple people stepping in and saying it really wasn't that serious. Kayla said basically, she, I guess she didn't even get paid for what she did or for her but us spotting the, the company because she did it as a favor to Marie. 
basically simple something got blown out of proportion but it was funny at the time i enjoyed the comment by the company <laughs> the name of the company is lamerasportswear.com and the funny thing is if you go to their website the number one thing on the website is Carver Maria leggings at forty nine ninety nine. <laughs> yeah, she said that she did one in blue for Kayla and one in red for Kara. I think that was a great idea, and I actually think I, I don't think Kayla was really poking the bear on that one. Even with the whole feud, I think I think Kayla was making real light of it and was kind of having some fun with it. Um, I don't think I really think that the owner kind of blew it up more than it needed to be. Because it was very obviously very tongue-in-cheek. It wasn't that big of a deal. And that's mainly what Maria was echoing. So I think this is more of a non-issue. Um, you know, it'll get glossed over in a day or two. On our second topic, it looks like our big brother newbies have decided to step up and come in and claim ownership over the ratings increase. They're stating that it's because of them and the new players that they are seeing such a high increase in ratings, which has caused people such as Challenge Legend, Kendall, to step in and basically call him out and say, it has nothing to do with that, in my opinion, because it's more on the producers, on bringing back the hard challenges on being less focused on the drama and more focused on making sure there was a daily elimination and a daily and an elimination in the same in the same episode versus the to be continued sagas that we were all stuck in so first off big shout out kendall she's always been down to uh interact got a lot of love for kendall she didn't really dig into josh a lot but she did bring up a lot of good points. She felt like that this was a slap in the face of the production. It, it's a lot of badass challenges. It is an old school format of uh, daily challenge, drama, elimination. And she's right. The pacing, cinematography, editing, sound, it, it, it's all great. But it is a double-edged sword. I do believe Josh has a good point. Um, bringing in uh, people from Big Brother, bringing in people from Survivor, these are these are opening the gates to to more viewers. I think it's a natural evolution of the challenge uh, coming in. I was just speaking with somebody the other day, and they said like, "Yeah, now it's like uh, it's, it's like a reality TV Royal Rumble." That's not necessarily a bad thing for the challenge. Um, so I think it's a great thing, but I do think I do think that Josh trying to take all of the credit and put that on uh, Big Brother and the new challenges coming in is completely misguided. And you know, I really respect Kendall for stepping up. And doing it in a manner where, you know, she wasn't nasty about it, but she did make her good points and then, you know, she did her own thing. Let's move on to probably the biggest story so far of uh, the social media fallout of the past couple of days. That's going to be Davon and Cam. Becky, take us through it. Okay, so basically what happened, uh, well, if we want to start from the beginning, it started from a tweet that Theo released when someone asked them how he and Davon were doing. And he basically stated, oh, you know, I'm doing great, but I don't think Davon is ever going to forgive me for not fancying her back. To which Davon and Amanda decided to tag team, insult and berate him and tell him, well, he wishes that she was that interested in him. 
So it was a lot of back and forthing there. Actually, not even really back and forthing between Theo. I think he only responded maybe once to the whole situation, and it was to Amanda uh, calling her out her name, probably calling her Satan again. I don't remember that tweet as much. Um, then came to Kara being asked questions on her live, to which she did state that in the beginning, Davon had made it known that she had a little crush on Theo and that Theo decided to pursue Cam. And that's basically all she said. Uh, she really didn't say anything bad about Davon. Um, and then I guess Davon went on to the went on to Twitter and basically stated that it wasn't one-sided, that he was also flirting and was interested in her as well. And her beef was basically that they were making it seem like she was chasing after him and he was chasing after Cam and had no interest in Davon. After all this started happening, there was another mention of it with Kara on Live with Theo, where he went into detail on the situation from his perspective. And he was very respectful. Um, everybody said that Kara was pretty much egging it on. But I think she just wanted Theo to tell his truth and to say his piece on the situation. She was defending her partner, in my opinion. Then we have Davon, who decided to do three YouTube videos to explain what happened from the moment they arrived to up to today's date uh, with flirtings and with Cam, I guess, not being straightforward and saying, oh, it's just a joke or we're just having fun. It's not that serious. And basically telling Davon to go ahead and pursue him, but was still in her mind, uh, I guess Davon thought that Cam was also pursuing him. And it was just a whole rigmarole for an hour basically where she was going through an entire timeline from her perspective of what she saw from what I saw of the videos. She was upset that cam was not straightforward. She felt that cam should have just owned the fact that she liked Theo and that she felt lied to. And I guess in a way betrayed uh, by that they have no beef in her mindset, but they are not friends. That thing. I, I mean, when it comes to Cam versus Davon, it's really just not even that serious. It sounds more like a miscommunication. I know there's some back and forth. But really, it really seems like they're both okay. They both kind of want to get their sides up. But I think everybody's kind of blowing it up more than what it needs to. And that comes, and don't get me wrong, love Cara to death, but that's kind of on Cara. She probably shouldn't have brought that up. I know she was just trying to, uh, I know she was just trying to defend her partner. But seriously, it opened up a can of worms that was totally unnecessary, and it is causing unnecessary drama. And this is one of the things where, you know, the people who's anti-Kara dwells on. They're always going to bring up stuff like this. So, I mean, really, when it's all said and done, it's really a non-issue. And this is probably something that could have got deaded over a phone call. Exactly. This is a stupid argument. I honestly don't see a reason why it's a whole big deal. It, it it really is just a dumb argument. 
It's uh, female pride. I'll be honest with you. It's about female pride and about being a situation where Davon feels disrespected by other people, Kara, Theo, and even to a degree, I guess, Cam. Uh, they're actually no longer following each other. I believe their communication has almost been completely cut off because Cam, I guess, went on to live and was also commenting on the situation. So there's a lot of back and forth. I guess even Davon released a tweet because somebody's like, why aren't you calling her? Why are you telling her to call you? And Davon's like, well, I don't have her number, so she needs to reach out to me. I would have already gun called her if I had her number. I mean, you know Davon could have just asked someone else for her number too, but it is what it is. Exactly. Well, How hard can it be at this point? Like they all have numbers. Yeah, at this point, you just got to agree to disagree. How about you send a direct message to her on Twitter and say, "Hey, what's your phone number so we can have a conversation?" Well, if there are, depending on their account, they might have have DMs open, so that might be tough to do. I oh mean, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, how, how hard can it be? At this point, they at this point they don't want to debt it. And it is what it is, and we just gotta go live with it. Well, like, I mean, they're debting it. They're saying that there's no beef. They just don't mess with each other. And I think the stands just took it out of the control too. I mean, what for the last week and a half now, we've just been seeing Davon just all over Twitter in good ways and in bad ways. And I just feel like they just like to over, not all of them, but some of them over exaggerate on a few things and like to make conclusions before finding out certain facts about what's going on. And that's what makes it 10 times worse. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. But that's going to wrap up our Twitter beef. Let's go ahead and move on to some Twitter questions. So, Trey at Cara Turbo Daddy Judy Jesus fucking Christ man these guys need to just pick one <laughs> at the only Nanya says do you think Zach is a swamp donkey bitch or misogynist <laughs> garbage heater trash or both mixed together okay who is vetting these questions like <laughs> like <sighs> how does that one make it through I merely put it on the list it's not yeah. my fault <laughs> it's a hilarious <laughs> question, but Jesus, it doesn't give us a lot of wiggle room to answer it. Does anybody want to take this one on? I'm gonna say that he is a nice mixture of both. I think that he does give what he gets in a lot of ways. So if he decides that he, if he decides in his mind that he is being disrespected, he's going to be disrespectful just as much back, even if it's misdirected in my mindset uh he obviously has a lot he needs to work on to make himself a better person but i think that in the end he is a mixture of both and here's hoping that he learns how to take control of that and be a bigger and better person from the way i see it zach is the same person he always was uh, out of all of the challenge competitors, Zach has stayed the same. He hasn't really much changed. I'm not going to go so far as saying he's, you know, trash or, you know, a, a donkey bitch or whatever <laughs> they were saying. Um, there has been some misogynistic words, and he has speak he has spoken very disrespectfully uh, to women and about women. And I don't think he's a terrible person, but I do think he does need to do better. And I, I hope he does do better. 
because I I don't hate Zach, but even after going after my fave Kara, Kara said it best. She's just very disappointed, and we expect better out of him. And hopefully, he can work his way back into the challenge world as being a man of respect. Because last year, when he stepped in for Tony and Bananas, you know, that kind of what, you know, that put him in a whole different light. So, you know, if he knew better, he would do better. So let's just hope that he can come back to the Zach that we can all love and respect. So my guy, Lyoko, at Lyoko625, wants to know, do any of these new people have a chance of taking over the challenge and replacing such amazing players? No. No. They're their it, own uh, players. Yeah, it's like they're all unique in their own way. I mean, no one, you can't really compare these new guys to that, especially after seeing them for, what, five episodes now? So it's kind of it's too early to tell. But a lot of them do have promise to be like vets, I would say. There's definitely some standouts. One, Paulie is definitely a standout. Even though Paulie is on the vet side, uh, he's definitely newer. He's making his name known. He's winning a bunch of shit. Paulie is definitely that dude. Um, Ninja Natalie has been doing a great job keeping pace. Her skill set has translated really well to the challenge, and she's been doing great. And so has D. surprisingly. I didn't think much of her, but she has been doing just a phenomenal job, and let's hope, and let's hope that she go ahead and keep that up. Even though we haven't seen a whole bunch from Ashley Kane, even though they did win a daily, I think Ashley is going to do really well. And, um, you know, I, I, I really hate to say it. Bear hasn't, Bear's performance hasn't caught up to his mouth yet. But if he can get his performance on deck, he may be somebody to watch. Well, if you remember what I said a few podcasts ago, I called Bear and Kane both flops. So right now I'm, I'm half right. So, looking good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think all these people are their own people. They have their own personalities. I don't think they're trying to be who these vets are. These vets have very established personalities and how they go about doing things. So, I think that a lot of these newer players are, they're really kind of, fresh and new and i think that they're not really trying to take over a spot i think they're just trying to or take over anybody's spot they're just trying to make themselves known that's going to be really hard to do because they've really got to follow the the vets games all of these past grudges they're coming out and they're playing out now so hopefully soon and i think bananas you said this last episode hopefully soon we can start seeing some of the uh some of the prospects making a name for themselves and taking a little bit more control of this game. I think that'd be really exciting to see. All right. So the last question is, and this is going to be directed towards you, Becky. What's your thoughts on misogynistic we see on the challenge? Are these guys misogynistic or are they only disrespectful to certain girls? And is the word just being thrown around? Um, I think that in a lot of ways, misogynism has become a regular thing it's very normal to see a guy or a gentleman or whatever just you know underplaying a woman's role and how strong that role has to be in order to make a team such as this work so i think it's there i think it's presence in a lot of the ways the guys like to act and the way the guys like to speak to the women 
it's a sad situation that uh, we are still in and it's, I don't see it changing anytime soon. When you're in a competition, guys have a tendency to be, especially in the heat of it, they have a tendency to be their worst people. And that's when you do see this come out a lot heavier. It's sad. um, It's true. um, And hopefully with such strong females on this season, we're going to see that be kind of more pushed to the side because you see these females really stepping up to the plate and really carrying their teams. So hopefully this is going to be something we see less of in the future. Thank you for that, Becky. I think it was very well said. Very well said. Okay, Pasteris. That's what I got for you today. Make sure you follow us at LWC Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We love to hear from you guys, so make sure you guys listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. While you do that, make sure you leave us those five stars. We really appreciate it. Visit us at lovewarchallenges.com. See you next week, pop stars. I had a feeling. I was like, wait, am I supposed to say bye now? No, no, because I felt like you had it that wow. time. It was like, okay, pop wow. stars, it's fine. Wow. Yeah. I think that's